Yeah, if, if you're in um, you're in the house and, and you desire to be leading or helping, you know, every, we, we put people to work here. You guys have figured that out very quickly. You know, we, you know, if you're, you breathe, you breathe, right? If you breathe, please understand, I'm going to try to find something for you to do. If you breathe, I'm going to try to find something for you to do because everybody can serve, okay? So no, no shortcuts here. So please understand that we are in such a time Guys, it, it, there, there's got to be an urgency rise up on the body of Christ. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I have a sensing in my spirit that things are shifting very quickly. And uh, I'm going to share this. I mean, y- y- you guys with me? Y- you, please understand, you, we've got to get self and we've got to get ourselves out of our minds and quit thinking everything's about us. I, I'm preaching to me today, too, so please hold on to something. But, but come tonight, too. If you're leading in any capacity or want to be a leader, you need to be here tonight. This word will, this word will, will, will advance this church for the remaining part of this year. Because, guys, <laughs> it's a fast-moving train. And I'm not going to miss it. And I don't want you to miss it. Amen? Amen. Praise God. If you have your Bibles, just, just take your Bibles. Let's go to Matthew 24. I'm going to share a word with you today that, uh, that I, f- I feel even lines up going into uh, to the tonight, um, tonight's message. But, uh, and Prophet Jim LaFoon is, um, is an amazing man of God. He, I think, prophesied over Miranda and I last year. And, um, and the word was spot on. And... Um, but I can tell you something, that the, the word that we got this year, the words that we received this year, we're breaking through. And revival is, it's coming. Because it's in us. <laughs> it's in you, amen? Amen. Matthew 24, uh, verse 45 and 46. Go ahead, let's go ahead and stand for the reading of God's word. You know, I... I um, I don't I don't like things that are over my head and I, I, I truly like to understand things especially spiritual things. I, I don't like to over spiritualize things. I don't I, I know how important good good godly character is. You know, give give me somebody that is honest, trustworthy. You, you know, we, we don't have you know, we please understand we don't have to be super spiritual to know who God is. To believe and confess Him as our Lord and Savior. But see, that's just the beginning. That, that, that's just the beginning of, of the walk that we're called to. But, but I, I, you know, when I got saved, I came into this thing, and I'm, I was just like, man, I, I know that I have a God that loves me, that He, he, give his own, he gave His only begotten Son. I, I, I grasped that concept very early on. And I, I'm going to tell you, some 20 years now of being, being a born-again believer, it starts with that. It starts in faith and has to stay in faith. It's faith that I believed. It's faith that I confessed. Amen. But you, 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 have, to, you have to keep that perspective in life. Don't, don't overcomplicate your, your faith walk. Don't overcomplicate your Christianity. Don't, don't try to be something that you're not either. Please, you know, I, I, I think sometimes we, you know, be saved. But, but, but be a good person of good character. 
You know, I, I'm reminded, even when I, I, I get into Matthew 24, I, I begin to think about who, <laughs> just the, the signs, the, 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 the things that we, you know, many of you guys have heard me preach on Matthew 24 various, and various times. But as, as you get into the context of, of Matthew 24, you see the warnings. You guys, are, it's okay, you can stand for a little bit. It's, it's all right. You, 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 you can see the warning signs in the Bible. And guys, look, you, you have to understand, these things are happening. And many of these things have already passed that are prophesied out of Matthew 24. They, you hear, hear what I'm saying? They, they've already passed or we're in them right now. We're in them right now. You know, I, I, this week when Moran and I were in Lahaina, Greg was with us, and we, we went out to eat. And that night we watched a guy hold a, uh, he was holding a big, huge sign walking. Lahaina's always got a bunch of flaky people. I mean, you know, it, it's demonic. It's, there, there are people there just, you know, whether de demon possession or they're, they're, they're carrying passenger spirits or whatever. There's people there that, but this guy was holding a sign, I am Jesus. And, you, you know, and you think about the scripture, you know, Jesus warns us in, in Matthew 24, you know, when people say, here I am, here I am, you don't, you don't run out to, 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 to see him because, you know, he's not Jesus. And it was like, and Greg made a comment, and, he, it, 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 and the comment was kind of funny because then we begin to kind of laugh. It's not, it's, not, it's not funny when somebody is, you see, you laugh at the enemy, you laugh at the devil, because the devil is under my feet, Amen. But, but Greg said on the sign, it didn't say, I am Jesus Christ. I said, well, I should walk around hold a sign that says, I am Brad. You know, because, you know, you know but, you know, his, metaphorically, he was, I am, you know, he, he's not Jesus. Jesus can live inside of us, amen? And that's where he dwells. But, you, but do you understand the things that are happening in the world today? It, it looks chaotic. But God, everybody say, but God. He has an answer. He has an answer today. You know, I, wanna, I want you to get this in your spirit today. Faith is now. If you hear anything today, hear this. Faith is now. Let's go to Matthew 24, verse 42. Matthew 24, 42. And I'm going to go into Matthew, 20, uh, Matthew 25 today as well. Matthew 24, 42, um, pick up at verse 42. It says, Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Let's skip down to 45. It says, Who then is a faithful and wise servant? whom his master made ruler over his household to give them food in due season. Blessed is the servant whose master, when he comes, will find so doing. Father, today I thank you. I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, that it's sharp. Lord, that it penetrates. Lord, our, our, our soul and our spirit. And Father, I pray, Lord, even today, give us ears to hear, Lord, the, the, the word. And Lord, uh, you know, give us great vision in this hour, eyes to see. And Lord, a heart to receive everything that your word has. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Lord, for this church. I thank you, Father, for our senior global pastor, Dr. Morocco. Father, who has imparted faith in us during this conference. And Father, I pray, Lord, even today, let us fan the flame. Everybody say, fan the flame. You know, so you got to stir yourself up, Father. So, Lord, I pray that you stir each and every one of us up today in faith in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You can be seated. 
You know, when someone comes to your house, or you, you, you know that someone, when someone is coming to your house, what's one of the first things you do? You, you gather the whole family. You have a family meeting. We got company coming. We got to clean, right? We got to get, people are coming. We got, we got to get the house clean. You know, we got to, we got to get things in order. We got to, we got to look like we know what, you know, we got to, we got to have, you know, some of you guys are already there. Some of you guys, you, you live, you live very neatly. I'm, I'm sure some of you do. And, you know, and, and over time, it's one of the things that I, I have personally worked on because I wasn't raised around a family that was very organized or kept things very organized. But I'm thankful that I have a wife that, that, that you know, is and was, and, uh, and I'm sure she learned that from her mother who uh, was at our house this past week and did some organi- you know, organizing in our, in our cabinets. And I, we were joking upstairs just a few minutes ago that I think our, our vegetables and our canned foods are now alphabet, alphabet, they're, they're laid out alphabetically right now. There's applesauce, there's beets, there's, there's uh, carrots, there's uh, dill pickles. I'm joking, Shirley. I'm just, I'm, I'm teasing, but, um, but one of the things that um, I want you to hear today out of this message is that there, there has to be a sense of urgency in you. If you're a reflection of the body of Christ, because see, a lot of times we like to preach this from the standpoint of Well, the body of Christ, the church has to be ready. The church has to be ready. But we fail to recognize or we fail to look at what the church is made up of. It's made up of people. Because it's easy to say, oh, the church, the church, the church, the church, right? You know, and you guys, follow me today. Please trek with me. Because it's easy to say the church is doing all this wrong. They, They keep messing up. You know, but see, the church is made up of people. And see, each and every one of us, I love this because, see, each and every one of us have a part to play. It's, it's why, like, you know, if you're, you know, Greg got to see Kings. I mean, there, there's, there's very many moving parts. And, you know, and on, you know we, we were in Lanai and we were preaching and um, we were there, I think, you know, great, great services. We had eight salvations. Uh, what day was it? Wednesday. See, I, I'm a little, you know. I'm a little still off my schedule yet, but, um, but you know, then when we, we met Greg on Thursday, you know, we were just kind of chilling out and things were, were kind of good and, and we were kind of laughing Friday, you know, we went to the meeting and we were like telling Greg, you know, well, things are going to pick up for us, you know, Friday into Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. I mean, it's, and, and, I, and I told Moran, I said, Greg probably thinks we're like just, we're, we're on vacation because, you know, the first day or two when we get on Maui, it's like you, you got a little bit of downtime. But after Friday night, when everything hits, I mean, you know, we're, we're up at 5, five o'clock, 5.30, I don't know. Then the next morning is up, you know, it's like, you know, you're up at 4. I don't even know what time it was. 4, four o'clock, right? Yeah, Brother Greg's over there going 4. <laughs> you know, 4's up at 4. He didn't forget. So, you know, you, you just, you find, you find the groove, right? You find the groove. And, um, it, 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 but, you know, out, out of this, one of the things that, that I realized, and I'm bringing this back, was, was th- th- there's just a, there's a sense that we have to have in the body of Christ that it, it's got to be different now. It's got, it's got to be different. It's got to be different for you. It's got to be different in the sense that, you know, I, 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 have, to, I have to be like Christ. I have to do and be like Christ. I have to do what Jesus wants me to do. Amen? 
You know, watch. We've got to be on watch. See, I don't, I don't want anybody to miss heaven. I don't, want, I don't want anybody here to miss heaven. And, you know, if you're not saved, that, you'll have that opportunity today to get saved. But, you know, I'm reminded that when Jesus comes back, the first coming, he comes back. He, he's, he's, he, well, I find faith. Will I find faith? Will I find faith? Will I find faith in my people? See, that, that, that may be, maybe not to you, but see, that's... And I'm saying, yeah, he's going to find it because he's going to find... I, I'm here. He's going to find faith. He's gonna, I'm going to be operating in faith. Amen? What about you? Are you go, I'm going to be operating in faith. I'm not going to shrink back. I'm not, I'm not moving backwards. I'm going to stay the course. Amen? You know, we receive a variety of different words, even our prophetic word uh, that we received around revival and around the contending for revival and and, and watching it and watching it manifest and seeing it come into existence is it it excites me. But, you know, what excites me even even greater today are the the number of people that are here today willing to say, yes, I'm I'm ready. Yes, I'm not. I'm not going to go to sleep, Pastor Brad. I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to stay alert. This is my job. This is my responsibility. I'm not going to sleep. I'm not. I wake up, sleepy Christian. At the beginning of January, I, you know, I'm a little. Uh, at the beginning of January, I heard Nathan Morse. You know, he, he stood in the pulpit in January, and I, I, I can tr- trace the course of where things are headed. And I could remember him saying, wakey, wakey. Wakey, wakey. See, we have, you know, it's not just a kid thing, but wakey, wakey, oh Christian. We have to be in a place where we're ready and where we're alert. Amen. Amen. See, we should want to live a life ready for the return of Christ. You know, you need to think about it. You know, I made this comment maybe a month or two ago when I was preaching, if you knew the time and hour, we, we don't know. Please understand. There are people that go around, they say, well, you know, Jesus is coming this time, that time. But, you know, but see, the Bible says we don't know the time or hour. But see, listen, if you had three weeks right from this day and you knew Jesus was coming, we don't know. But hypothetically, if you knew three, what would you change? You know what you should say? I, I, made the, I, I think about that. You shouldn't have to change anything. <laughs> you should be living for Jesus today like you're going to be living for Jesus three weeks from now. So, so I mean, catch that, right? You should, be living, you should be living sold out for Him today if you knew, you know, yeah, we, we got to repent and get things right. But how you're living today shouldn't change with, with, because, see, He's coming. Get this into your spirit today. He's coming. We don't know the time or hour. But are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the return of Jesus? See, we have the greatest responsibility right now, the church, to take as many people, I know you hear this a lot, to take as many people as we can with us. To get as many people into heaven as we can. Hallelujah. See, we can't be lazy. We can't just get comfortable. We can, you know, we, we, we just, we can't get complacent. We can't, you know, we can't just be idle. This isn't the time to be just, well, somebody else will do it. 
You know, I, I thought about it the other day. You know, it's like even in the main house. I watched people do it all over the place. There was something on the floor. Somebody pick it up. Even, in the, even around the sanctuary, I watched pastors walk by on the floor when there was something that looked out of place, and they picked it up. You know, it's, it's a great example of what we see. It, it's like a, a buggy that's in Walmart that's floating down the center lane, and people walk by it all the time. Take the buggy and put it somewhere. Because, see, listen, if you're not willing to be defined by, by those moments in time, you know, you're, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to be awake. You've got to begin to pay attention to the little things. You've got to be, you know, you've got to be willing to make some changes. Let's go to Matthew 25 because I, I, I want you to see this. Because this is a, this is a great story. And if you, if you get into Matthew 25, you, you see, you know, it talks about the ten virgins, talks about the talents, talks about the goats and the sheep. You know, the, these are similar stories, but they're so different. They're so different. But I want to get into today. I want to I talk about Matthew 25 because, listen, please, please hear this. You, you, you've got to have a sense of urgency in your spirit today. You know, this word tonight that we're going to listen to, I mean, it, I've listened to it a couple times now. It's, it's getting rooted in my spirit like the press on message. That, you know, that I, I want to make the most out of my time here on earth as I can. <laughs> I, want to, I, want to, I want to minister. I want to see people know who Jesus is. Amen? It's a great responsibility. But once, once you know, once I know, once we know as a, as a group, man, think about what can happen. Jesus changed the world with 12, 72, and then the masses. See, it didn't take a lot, did it? it, it he started with a couple. He had an inner three. Praise God. Let's go to Matthew 25. Own it. I'm not going to get through this. Um. And I want to do that. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. You guys with me? It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be... Matthew 25, verse 1. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. Please understand this very quickly. We, all, we, <laughs> we, we always have a choice. Everybody in here today has a choice. It, 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 and, I, and I don't take that. I, I, don't, I, don't I don't even take this very lightly because, see, we all have choices that we have to make. There are choices that your pastor, your mom, your dad, can't make for you even as we've watched our kids get older you know from from you know it, it time goes very quickly those that have young kids I mean it goes very quickly but but you you start watching even even as my kids have, have grown now and now now they're growing up to be young men and young women of, of, of God you know it's like I can't I, I can't there are things that I can't choose for them they they choose whether or not they they they, they live holy or not We've imparted, we, we've given them, but, but they have to make that choice. How hard they go after God, it, you know, I can desire and want everything for my children. But they have a choice to make, amen? And it's just like these, um, you know, it's just like the ten virgins here. 
you can see very quickly that, that five of them made a good choice and five of them didn't make such a good choice. You know, I'll say this even about choices because, you know, once you begin to look at this story, you know, it reminds me even of a, a story of forgiveness. Because, see, forgiveness is tucked in the Bible everywhere. You know, Jesus says, you know, that, you, you know, to be forgiven, you should forgive, right? It's powerful. It's powerful. But listen, I believe, that, I, I believe in so many ways, so many people in the body of Christ. This is a problem in the body of Christ. We, we, you know, that, that, that if people would move to an area of forgiveness and forgive their brother or sister, man, it would, it would shake things off of them. They wouldn't walk with offense. They wouldn't walk with hurt. You know, let's be honest, everybody gets hurt. Everybody gets wounded, including pastors. I mean, some of the stories, you know, even stories I heard when I was in conference. You know what we do? We just lay hands on each other and pray. Because the power of God, the power of God has to intervene. You, we need the power of God. But don't, hear this today, don't put off forgiving someone. Because, see, what happens if, if you, you stay in a place of, uh, of not forgiving and unforgiveness? You know what happens? You become like one of, the, one of the five virgins who doesn't carry the extra oil. Because, see, you have to have. I'm telling you, we're in a time and hour today where we have to have the oil. We have to have the extra oil. We have to be willing to carry jars of oil around with us. Amen? You know, we, we have to be willing to, to, to do the more, to do the extra. Hey, Pastor Brad's going to ask us to do more. Yeah. Because <laughs> we have to. We have to. You know, maybe you get shifted around. Maybe you get into another position. Maybe you do this. Maybe you do that. But, but, but please understand, it's about bringing the harvest in. Amen? Now, it's interesting that in, in Jewish custom, when they had a wedding, and Miranda, I remember her teaching on this, and I, I should ask her some more questions about it, but, but it, you know, they would, in a Jewish wedding, the ceremony would last about seven days. Seven days, the ceremony. And, and, and what was going on a lot of times was that the families were negotiating. They were negotiating the, 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 the wedding because the, the, the bride and his family were negotiating with the, with the groom over, you know, how much money are you going to give me? You know, here, here's, my, here's my daughter, but, y y you know, it, it comes with a price. I'm not getting it backwards. I'm, no, I'm not getting it. No, anyway, anyway that's, that's pretty much what was taking place in, in Jewish custom in a wedding. And see, they never knew when the wedding was going to happen. They had to be in a place of staying ready. You know, the, the, the bridesmaids, they, they, were, they, were, they had to be there. They had to be alert. Okay, the weddings, you know, it wasn't like you show up like today at 12 o'clock and the wedding, like my wife, though, she showed up late to my wedding. So, praise God, she let me standing at the altar. Her and her father come down on a horse and buggy. I was like, I remember Pastor Ronnie's like, is she coming? I said, I hope so. Praise God. This is my one shot right here. <laughs> That's what I told him. Pastor, this is my one shot. She doesn't show, you know. Anyway, it, she was a little late getting there. However... But, you know, in, in, that, in a situation, even, even in Jewish custom, they had to stay alert. They had to be ready. And when the family negotiated the deal, yep, this is the price, the marriage would go on. But it did not take place until those families agreed. They agreed on the dowry. They, they agreed upon a price. 
And many times the, 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 the father of, 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 the, of the bride had to give land or had to give something to the groom and the groom's family. So a lot of this negotiation was going on. They, you know, it wasn't like you show up at 10 o'clock. Well, the wedding's going to be at 10. We don't know. It's seven days. Some, sometime within this period, you're going to be married. So you have to get this picture about you know, the ten virgins. You know, because Jesus, he's teaching in parables so that we can understand. He's teaching in, a, you know, in this parable. He's like, you know, there's five virgins, five, five that, that are ready. There are five that are, that are carrying extra oil. And there are five that, that, you know what, they've got their lamps, but they don't have any oil. They don't have any oil. They're, they're carrying, they, you see, this is great because, you know, it's, it's like salvation. We, you can liken this to salvation because many people, will, I, I believe, will get, uh, get saved and are saved, but they don't go to another level because they don't, they don't carry any oil. They don't, they, don't, they don't seek the oil. They don't have any, any reserve. They operate out of, out, of, out of frustration. They operate out of concern. But God is calling the believer to have extra oil. Amen. He's calling you to be a carrier of oil. Amen. It's preparation time. And beyond preparation time, it's activation time. Because, you know, I, you look at the, five, the other five that were foolish. They had their lamps. They had their lamps. But see, you know what happens is a lot of times, e even Christians and even people can, you know, they can seem like they have it together, but not really have it together. They can look the part, play the part, but not, not, not actually living the part. Amen? You know, a lot of times, you know, I, I, I believe this. A lot of times it's, it's that looking and playing the part. It's sometimes easy to see through. Because it's the one thing that a lot of people lack, and it's the word. It's the word as their source. Because they, because they don't speak. They don't, their thoughts are, are not lined up with God. Or their speech isn't lined up with God. Amen? Like Pastor Brad, where are you going today? See, we're called to be wise, not foolish. You know, even Proverbs today, I, I got into it this morning and I was reading Proverbs 11. It's 9-11 is, is today. And, you know, we, we don't forget. None of us in here are absent of that, and I don't, anybody under, well, there probably are people in here now that are born after 2001. Uh, we don't need to do a show of hands, but uh, praise Jesus. But, um, but we don't forget. But even out of Proverbs, uh, you know, Proverbs 11. See, we're called to be wise, not foolish. We're called to be wise, not foolish. Proverbs 11, too. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with, but with the humble is wisdom. Proverbs 11, 24, 25 says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more. That is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters also, uh, also himself uh, will be watered himself. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor, but a man of understanding holds his peace. Wisdom. 
wisdom. We are called to be wise. We're not called to be fools. See, fools make excuses, don't they? Yeah, but you don't understand, Pastor. You don't know my situation. You don't know my circumstance. Oh, you don't know what's happened to me. You don't understand. You don't, you're, you're right. Nobody can understand anybody's, you know, anybody's stuff and things that people go through. But God. But God. But oftentimes what happens is th- these are the things that take people out. You don't understand. You don't, you, you know, it, it's, you know, Miranda and I were talking about this morning. It was just like, you know, it, it's the word that we need and it's the preaching of the word that we need to change us. I can't give, uh, you know, I can't give any more in counseling to, to, to people any more than what I can give them out of the word of God on a Sunday morning. Because, see, you have to find it in the Word of God. You have to desire it in the Word of God. You have to desire to want to change. You know, you have to desire. You know, I, you know, I use this as an example. Because, see, listen, if you take, take this away today. Because if you can begin to make little changes in your life, you know, it, 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 will, it, will, it will move you forward. If you, you know, as an example, I remember coming, you know, I... I for the longest time, when I flew, when I flew anywhere, I would come home and my suitcase would sit in the corner for a week. And I would not unpack my suitcase. I was just like, I don't feel like dealing with it. I don't feel like doing laundry. I'll find something else. But see, you know, what happened was, 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 was uh, there was a change. And I don't know if Miranda said something to me. She may have. I, who knows? I, I don't even really know. But every time after I get home after a trip for the last year and a half now, the first thing I do is unpack my bag. And I do my laundry. You may think that's, that's but see, it, it, it was a change. Because see, in life, these are the things that we, you know, it, what's, it, this really, tie this all together. Because if we're willing to make the little changes, it puts us in a place of readiness. It puts us in a place of being alert. Because see, what happens is like the foolish virgins, the five foolish virgins. They, they just begin to go another, another direction. They begin to walk the way of the world. They carried their lamp, but they didn't have any oil. Because they didn't keep a consistent pressing. You heard Joyce Meyer say, you know, you know people <laughs> it's funny, really. She made the comment, she was like, you know, you know, people want to go out and cast demons out of people, but they can't get their dishes clean at home. I was like, that's a great example. You know, clean your, you know, you, you, you want to go, go cast demons out of people, but you, you, you can't clean your house or you can't get the demons. You know, they're, they're, you've got to be able to do it all. Amen. We're all growing in this. Praise Jesus. Let's keep reading. It says, But the wise took oil on their vessels with their lamps. But when the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. You know, I love this because think about this. Jesus, could you not tarry with me one hour? Could you not? Could you? You know, he was, he was talking to Peter, James, and John. Could you not stay up with me one hour? See, foolish people. Foolish people only... Only will do, only will do enough to get by. They don't prepare, they don't plan. You know, it, it, you know, and I'm not I'm not gonna pick on anybody here, but it's like it's like when you have a job and your job, you know, may start at noon. If you leave at, at, at eleven fifty five and you're fifteen minutes away from work, you're not gonna get there on time. 
You guys, you guys with me? You're, you're not going to make it on time. And what happens is when you get ready to walk out the door, you're going to be looking for your keys. It's going to cause you to be even later, right? I, I know. I've, I've been here with this before. It's like church this morning. You know, I know. I, I, see, but see, this is the thing. You've got to begin to have an urgency about being alert, about being ready. And, it be, you, you know, you having an urgency around it. I know that I got church at 10.30. I purposely, because of traffic now, I know that I, I, I get here on Sunday mornings if I'm preaching at 10 o'clock. I have to leave at a certain time. It's in my mind. See, you know, that's the thing. You have to begin to build these things in you. You know, it, it's the urge. You have, to be, you have to begin to build and program yourself this way. See, listen, if we want to see revival, we can't be lazy. We can't be slumber. Oh, wake, sleep. Oh, wake, sleepy Christian. We got to stay awake. We've got to be alert. When somebody new pulls into the parking lot and they're afraid to get out of the car, I need, I need somebody in the parking lot that says, Hey, you know, hey, how are you doing today? I need, a, I need somebody out. David, I need somebody in the parking lot to greet people. Praise God. Amen. We'll do that, right? Uh, we'll do, but you guys understand the importance that no role is, is small in, in the kingdom of God. We need a bus to go out and pick up people. I, we, we, you know, awake, sleepy Christian. We've got to be awake. <laughs> Lord, we've got to be awake. We have to have this urgency. And I promise you, I'm, you're, you're not, I'm, not, I'm going to do everything that I, I'm asking you to do, I'll do. I'll greet people at doors. I'll go to the parking lot. We'll go soul winning. We'll, we'll do that. You know, I was in a meeting with Dr. on Wednesday. You know, he said, he said, be thankful for your church and your volunteers. And I want to tell you something today. I'm so thankful for, the, for, for people that serve in here. I come home and there's flooring being done. Our nursery's got giraffes all over the wall. Praise Jesus. They're pretty. They're pretty giraffes. Amen. I'm, you don't know how thankful I am. But, you know, our senior pastor made a comment. He said, he said, you pastors, listen to me. He said, if you're not willing to be where you're, he said, your people work 40 hours a week. And he said, they, they, they volunteer their time. They give the extra 10, 15, 20 hours a week. And I know people here are committed, and I'm thankful for that. But see, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take that to go to another level. It's going to take that to hold revival. You hear that? It's going to take that to hold revival. It's going to take that to, 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 to move forward. But he, he looked at all of us pastors and he said, listen, if you're not giving the extra time above your 40 hours, I mean, I don't know what a 40-hour work week, work week looks like, to be honest with you. <laughs> he said, but he said, he said, listen, he said, if you're not going above and you're not going out on the streets with your people, you're not doing this and you're not doing that, he said, just quit. This isn't the right church for you. Just quit. We'll find somebody else. And I think, I'm not paraphrasing, right? It's pretty much what he said. So what he did on Monday, you know what? After staff meeting, he pulled the buses up to the church. And there are 200 staff people in a meeting. And we had somebody there teaching on evangelism. They pulled the buses up and said, okay, this is what we're doing today. We did about an hour training on evangelism. We loaded in the vans and buses. And 200 people drove around the islands ministering and, and praying for neighborhoods. See, that's what it takes. It, it, it's what it takes. It's when we got soul winning going on, that people show up and says, we're, we're doing this and we're going. 
I've got an hour. I've got two hours. I've got, I've got, I've, I've got 30 minutes. Pastor, I've never won anybody to the Lord. There are people in here that you can walk hand in hand with that, that will show you. You know, it, can I tell you something even about that? It's the same everywhere. Miranda and I hit probably 40 homes. You know, I got to talk with a few people. I prayed with a few people. And I got rejected by a few people. Guess what it's like in West Virginia? I prayed for a few people. I got rejected by a few people. It's the same everywhere. I don't look at it like as they're rejecting me. Amen? You know, I'm in your neighborhood. I'm just here to pray for your neighborhood. It's simple. You need prayer. Yeah, I do. I got cancer. I got this. You know, Miranda got to pray with a lady that, you know, in her prayer, you know what? She was ready to go home to be with Jesus. I believe that that was a divine appointment and a divine assignment that Dr. Morocco would say, all the staff's going out, and here's a lady that's probably not even been out of her house. And here Miranda shows up to pray with her, to make sure that her salvation is secure and that she's on her way to heaven. And she's ready to go home to be with the Lord, wants to go in peace, doesn't want to go with pain. You, you, guys, you, you, you're, you're somebody's answer. You're somebody's answer. Get, get out of yourself, right? Please, I, pastor included, get out of yourself. You're somebody's answer. If you can walk, you can breathe, you can, you can talk, you can, you, you can be something for Jesus, amen? You just got you to you throw, throw your stuff aside. Throw your stuff aside. Don't be a fool. <laughs> it's a great, great parable, right? Don't be a fool. Be wise, be wise. Proverbs 120, wisdom calls aloud. <laughs> Outside, she raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. In the opening of the gates in this city, she speaks her word. Wisdom's crying out right now. Whew. Wisdom is crying out right now. It's, cr it's, it's crying out for the lost. It's crying out for our cities. Don't over-spiritualize wisdom. Wisdom is common sense. <laughs> wisdom is common sense. One aspect of wisdom. Man, we can't, we don't, don't forgo common sense. Don't, don't forgo the simple things that God gives us. Amen? See, wisdom is always crying out. Wisdom is always crying out. <laughs> we got to stay awake. We got to stay awake. Don't grow weary. Don't grow lazy. Don't grow cold. Don't get isolated. Please hear this. Please, please, please hear this. Don't get isolated. Oh, Pastor, I just, you know. You know, I, I like that we have online service. You know, it's, it's, it's great. But it should never be an excuse not to be a part of the body of Christ. If you're watching online today, I don't mean that to be offensive. But you've got to be. You've got to be with the body. 
Because what happens when you're apart from the body? You get complacent. You won't carry any oil. You, you, you know, you, you, you'll depend upon somebody else's oil. You, 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 can, you, can just get, you can get cold, very cold. You know, I, I know the average view time anybody watches. I, we've got all the stats. It's not a long period of time. You know, we're, I'm going to be evaluating our media stuff. I want to do the best possible job we can and be the most effective that we can be. And if running a 45-minute service, people aren't plugging into it, then we've got to rethink how we do things. I'm not being negative about it, but it, it's just if the average view time's four minutes. You're only hearing what you like, and then you're shutting it off, and you're going, you're going to, to another church online. God calls us to be the body of Christ. We're not, we're not good apart. We're not good separated. Amen? I'm not, you know, if, you're, if somebody's sick, you know, at home, I, I get that. But you know what's happened in the last two or three years? A lot of people have disengaged completely from the church. And see, this is my concern. They have no oil. Still saved. See, see, watch this. Because, see, I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm not even saying that they're not going to make heaven. What I'm telling you is that we're going to have to have oil. We're going to have to be ready. There's an alertness. That the body of Christ has to begin to walk in and, and, and know. If we, if, do, you, do you want revival? Do, do you want it? Do, do we really want revival? It's going to require something. You can pray your, you can pray your brains out. But if you don't put faith to prayer, nothing happens. You run out of oil. Do you want revival? See, these are, the, these are the heart things that you... Pastor, I'm not perfect. I'm not asking, are you perfect? I'm asking, do you want revival? Do, do you really want revival? Do you want to see your city changed? Do you want to see your family changed? It's going to cost you. It's going to require you to press in. It's going to require you to do more now, now, you know, now, now more than ever. It's going, to, it's going to require you to go go to your dad in the hospital and pray with him to make sure your dad's salvation is secure. That's what it takes. Amen. And that testimony gets spoke to me. I mean, praise God. Emma, that's powerful. That's what it takes. It takes us flooding a college campus. It takes that when we have revival in two weeks, we fill the house. Because we expect God to show up. We expect God to, We should expect it every Sunday, every Wednesday, right when we gather. In a life group, we should expect it. Amen. I'm, but see, there's an awareness. When we come in, we, we... Listen, I believe there's a day coming that you, when we come into the house of God, we don't just look sappy, depressed, whatever. We come in with an excitement, ready to worship our King, ready to worship our Lord. Our minds are free and clear of everything because we're moving into the place. The Holy is a... Holies, we're, 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 we're putting ourselves in it now. My mind's free. I'm not dealing with what do I got to do tomorrow. I'm, I'm, I'm pressing in today to receive fresh oil today. Amen. I, I need the oil today. I get filled up with, with oil today. Pastor, I got this. Yeah, we Guys, listen, we all got stuff. But you've got to carry oil. 
It, it will keep you awake. It will keep you alert. It will keep you from being lazy. Amen. Stir up. You know, Paul said that you've got to fan the flame. Faith is now. Faith is now. Faith is now. You've got to fan the flame. You've got to do it. See, that's the thing about the personal choice. Say, I can't make this choice for you. Pastor, see, I'm fanning my flame. I went to Maui. I got my faith. You know, I, I got faith. Doctor laid his hand on Miranda. Miranda and I. We couldn't. We we didn't know what he said. He said, "Brother Riser, Sister Riser, you just need to come over here and stand right here." And the altars are packed. I, you, you're just moving because the, the the power of God's so strong. And Greg Greg's like, I don't. You were you were in the crowd still, I think, weren't you? And you know, he just real calmly. He doesn't always calmly put his hand on your head, but he real calmly, it was like a feather, touched my head. But the weight of that, it's the weight because he's wanting, he's wanting his pastors to carry this weight. I, I know, I I understand it greater now. He's wanting his pastors to carry this, the weight of revival, the weight, the, the weight, the weight, the weight of the ministry. Every area there's a KC, he's, he's, you know, he's casting that vision. That we're, that, we're, that we're willing. And when he said, you're going to see the very thing you're believing for, I, 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 I know, I know I have a greater responsibility coming home now that I have to get you ready. I have to get you ready. I have to get everybody in here ready. <laughs> do you want revival? Guys, do, do you want it? See, we don't have to wait on the five-fold ministry. It's here. It's in the body. It's flowing. It will flow. It will flow. Do you want revival? Do you want revival? Because see, I, I you know, you, do, you, do you really want, do you want revival? Do you want revival? Because you're going to have to look within. See, watch this though, because see, see revival, it, it you got to want it. See, you, you know, this is the thing. you got to want revival for your neighbor, for your co-worker, for a community that's unsafe. See, you don't... You, you, see, that was the kind of revival that Jesus had. It was the kind of revival in Acts chapter 2, the great, the great revival. They were all together in one place, praying, pressing, and when they got sent out, they got sent out to a people, right? Wasn't, look at my gift. I speak in tongues. I prophesy. I cast out demons. I heal. It wasn't any of that. All those are manifestations of the Holy Ghost. We need all that. I, I'm telling you, we will need all of it. But those gifts were given to men. They were given to women for one purpose. To seek and save the lost. That's revival. <laughs> do you want revival because it's not about you being puffed up it's not about you having a platform it's about you going out to the lost it's about you know it, it, it's a it's about you doing and being the and being the hand of jesus oh i want to be like jesus oh i want to be like jesus oh i want to be like jesus amen 
Don't get me wrong. We need the gifts, and we, we, we will see the gifts in operation greater, and I believe that. We need the gifts. We need to flow in the gifts of the Spirit. But it should lead us to a deeper relationship with Christ. Deeper relationship with Christ. Wakey, wakey. <laughs> Minister, why don't you come to the keyboard? I'm not even through this. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all the uh, virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. See, you got to get that picture. Then all, all of those, all of them, all ten of them trimmed their lamps. All ten were holding lamps. Oh, yeah, 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 we're, we're ready. It's midnight. We got our lamp. We got our lamp. We, 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 got, we got, you know, the five foolish ones, that I got my lamp too. Verse 8, and it says, And then the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No. <laughs> some of you got to learn to say no. Some of you got to learn to say no. Oh, you're going to be judged for it, absolutely. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to be judged. Oh, you, you, you're a horrible Christian. You're not going to give me this. You're not going. You know, I, you got some of you got to learn to say no. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. You got to learn to say no. Because if you're helping someone, causes a setback in your life financially, spiritually. You better look at where you're scattering seeds. You better look at where you're giving. I'm not telling you you don't help people. Yes, you help people. God has called us to help people. I remember, you can just go ahead and stand on our feet. I remember when we had a guy walk into our service. It was the same guy that I met at Hana Bay one morning for prayer. He came in and he said, you know, the church owes me. Pastor, you owe me. Oh, boy. I have a big heart. I'm a, I, I give, I give, I give. But when he said that to me, I was like, you foul devil. See, that religious spirit, you owe me. Give me, give me, give me. I had to look at him and say, no, I don't owe you. I, I, I do this because of the love of Jesus Christ that's in me. I just soon punch you in the face. Was a, I was working some things out. That was a very real conversation. Because I got the guy out of the church. Because I was like, I, I was like, because he come in and says, you know, I'm hungry. You should feed me. I grabbed him by the arm and said, come on, let's go for a ride. This is right before, right before church. I went up and I got him in the truck and I said, listen, we are here to be a blessing. But you're not here to place demands on people because I knew he was going to go through the congregation begging for this wanting that don't need a ride all this stuff I went and bought him a cheeseburger and I said listen I want you to sit at the back of the church you shut your mouth you don't say a word 
And I said, tomorrow you leave Hana. How am I going to get out of here? I don't, I don't know, but tomorrow you're leaving. You're not staying here. You can't stay here. In the name of Jesus. See, this is when I begin to realize that as a believer, you have authority. Because see, no, no, no devil in hell, no demon in hell should be able to rise against the, the authority that Jesus Christ has given us. See, you, you've got, you know, some of you hear this tonight. You, you've got to be willing. No, I love you, but no. Don't become an enabler. Don't enable people. They'll run over you. They'll, 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 it's like a Mack truck. They'll run over you. But it's my son. It's my daughter. It's my uncle. It's my auntie. Don't enable them. You've got to say no. Because see, this is what the wise did. They said no. See, the foolish ones, they had the same opportunity as the wise, but they had squandered their time. See, that this is the thing. And again, they had their lamps, so please get this picture that I believe it's a picture of the church. That there are many Christians. They have salvation. But see, that's not enough because, see, we're all going to have to give an account for everything that we do on earth. Everything, you're going to give an account. It'll either be burned up or it'll pass through the fire. You're going to have to give an account. So I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about going to a whole nother level. Amen. Amen. Wakey, wakey. See, faith is now. We start doing it now. What are the little things that you can clean up in your life? What are the little things you pass by every day? You know that, man, I should just pick that up. I walk by, you know, even today, I was like, when I go home, I got to take care of a few things. Just the things at the house. I got to do this, this, and this, you know? Because, see, I want to get better every day. Because, see, what, what happens is when you begin to, you know, it's, it's like cleaning out your closet. I know this sounds weird. But some of you walk by your closet, you'd be like, man, I need to clean my closet out. I need to clean my closet out. See, it's, it's, it's a faith. That could, <laughs> that could be a faith step for somebody in here, right? Just cleaning your closet. Some of you need to declutter. Pastor, what's this have to do with, with, with oil? Everything. Because, see, if you're not going to take care of the small things that are in front of you, how can you expect to hold the bigger things? How, how can you expect to go to another level? Amen. See, I want to go to another level. I was up early. I've been on, I was reading an article about a minimalist. A guy had over 100 items. Is all he possessed. <laughs> you know, and I laughed. Because in our culture, we have 5,000 items. But he was like, you know, trying to live a simple life. 100 items is, is a, you know, if he got above 100, he would get rid of something. But that's all he was going to, you know, keep in his, keep in his possession was 100 items. I thought that sounds sad, but, you know, because, you know, we don't, we don't think that way. Wakey, wakey. Oh, Christian, wakey, wakey. Be alert. Be ready. Be alert. Be ready. I believe that that's a, that's a call out to the church today. Don't grow weary and well-doing. Stay hungry. Stay in faith. Start in faith. Stay in faith. 
Don't be isolated. Yeah, this week, I, you know, I got calls to make because I haven't seen people for a few weeks. I, I started reaching out to people when I got home. It's hard when you're on different time zones because they're calling me at 3 in the morning when I'm trying to sleep. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. But, you know, see, that, that's the thing. That's the message to the ones I got to get a hold of. Wakey, wakey, it's time. See, my job as a pastor, it, it honestly is to preach the word, to make sure people are in church on a Sunday or a Wednesday or, or they're connected to a life group. I know what it takes to plant a church. I mean, you, you go after people. But, see, my job is not to, it, my, my job is not to chase, chase people. My job is to preach the word, to make sure to do everything I can do to get people in the house of God on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, or in a life group so they can hear the word of God. Because, see, the word of God is what changes people. It doesn't mean that I don't call people. It doesn't mean that I don't go after people. I do pray for people because I know that my prayer, my, my prayer will have uh, uh, many times a greater impact than me trying to convince somebody that church is a good idea for them. Ah, Pastor, you don't know. I went to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at 4 o'clock in the morning. Got up at 6. I, you know, I was up all time, all, all hours of the night last night. Couldn't sleep. I got up. I don't know if I'd had a dream about Amanda. I wanted to check on her, make sure she got home. I knew she was traveling late. Got up and I prayed. I read. Went back to bed. I got back up. I think I went back to bed at 6 o'clock this morning. And then I got up at 7, 7, 7.30. I don't even, I mean... Get to church at 10.30. Casey has three services and a two-hour prayer meeting before 10.30 in the morning. Dr. Morocco would laugh. I mean, Greg got to witness that. So hour and a half, two hours of prayer by 7. Some of them start at 4.30. First, seven, first service starts at 7. Second service at 9.30. You're out at church by 11, but you've been in church for five hours if you went to prayer meeting. And I'm going to tell you, they, it, it, it's not like they pray like, no, there's people praying. You put 300 people in a room, I'm, they're praying. They're pressing. See, and that's what sustains. Guys, listen, I'm going to say this because early morning prayer, make a commitment to be there. Make a commitment in your spirit to be there at least, at least three to four days a week. Don't shrink back from that. Participate. That's what's going to, you see, this is it. Because, see, that's what sustains revival. We have revival prayer on Sundays at 9, 9 a.m. here. We're going to be adding extra prayer times. Connect to that. Because it's not about you. It's about the body. You're praying for the body. You're, you're contending for the body of Christ. Commit to that. You, you do it for God. Please understand, you, every, everything we ask you to do, you're not doing it to please me. If you're doing it to please me, you're not, you're, not, you're not understanding what God desires. God desires a relationship with you. He desires to be close to you. Plug into that. Plug into that. Because it, it, we're, you know, you want revival? Yeah, Pastor, we want revival. And there's some more we got, we're going to have to do. 
Because see, listen, we're going we're gonna to have the word tonight. And it's, it's a powerful word. And by chance, you can't be here. I'll send the video to you. But if you can make it tonight, because I, I, want, I want to talk about the word after we, after we watch the video. Because I, I truly believe that God's been positioning this church for a harvest. For a real harvest. And it'll, it, you know, listen, to, to sustain a harvest, it'll take everybody here, plus a lot more, to sustain what God wants to do. Do you want revival? I'm not talking about just a meeting. I'm talking about when we have 35, 40 people in transformation. And then we have to have another transformation group. I'm talking when we have 50 life groups. When we have a pastor overseeing 50 life groups. I'm talking about when we have another church planted in Morgantown. Great vision. I, I, I can see the vision. But see, we have to begin to prepare ourselves now. We have to begin to be re- now. Faith is now. Pastor, I just want to cruise. Take a vacation, come back. You want to cruise? Go cruise for a week or two, come back. Let's get to work. There's a great responsibility that's before us today. I'm thankful that people in here love the Lord. And I'm, ex- you know, I'm excited about doing this with, I'm excited about doing this in West Virginia. I'm glad, I'm thankful God's called us back. You know, we, we could be in a lot of, I mean, be in a lot of places, you know, the Lord, you know, has, you know, the Lord has opened up doors for us and I'm thankful for that. But I know that I'm called here right now, this time, to see things break open in West Virginia. Amen. To raise up people. To raise up a people. A standard. 